that's a good way to start this. What's the most illegal thing you've done that you're willing to admit to? This is one of my ways of making friends. You ask a really inappropriate question, but they say that you're willing to admit to. And then you get a horrible story about somebody and you get to see where their boundaries are. If they're like, oh, I killed someone once. Or if they're like, once I took candy without asking my mom, you're like, okay. So yeah, what's the most illegal thing you've ever done? Well, the first thing I think of is just my underage drinking, but I feel like that's really cliche. The other thing I can think of that I probably would have gotten in trouble for is when I had my learner's permit, but not my license. And I drove places anyway, because, well, you knew where I grew up. It wasn't exactly walking to the town square to hang out with my friends. Yeah, I'm honestly lucky I didn't get caught. Wait, did your parents know? There was a time where my dad came home from work and I wasn't back yet, but my plan was to be back before he got back and I was going to put my car back in the driveway and be like, what? Nobody went anywhere. I was home all day. And then he literally was pulling into the driveway minutes before that he was just getting out of his car as I pulled my car into the driveway and I was like, well, this sucks. I mean, I was like 17 or 18 at the time. He he could have had your license. You weren't like 14. I should not have been allowed to operate a vehicle at 14, that's for sure. No, he just got out of his car and he just like looked at me and shook his head and went inside. Like He's like, I don't have time for your tomfoolery, Stephanie. As kids, I think your parents were very like, let you make your own mistakes compared to mine, which were, uh, I will never let you have the freedom of choice as long as I live because I know what's best. I could see your dad being very, uh, you didn't get caught or hurt, so, you know, no harm, no foul. Yeah, I do think later on he was like, you realize you can get up to a $1,000 fine if you get caught and I'm not paying it and you'll have to figure out how to pay it. And I was like, wow, well, that would suck because then I wouldn't be able to buy all my eyeliner and whatever (laughs) random things I thought were important to buy back then. I found it so fascinating. I I think the 90s were really when you started getting your kids left at home unattended and uh, kids got so much freedom and the disparity between like, just kids that weren't let out of their parents sight and kids that were just like like are you an adult do you live here by yourself i think the worst thing i ever did at your house was a. Uh, am sure you remember the one time i was sitting at your computer and you made a your mom joke and i was like oh that was a good one i do not remember what it was but i thought i'm gonna need the power of the internet to come up with a good your mom joke so i in your mom into google that's taking forever and so i forgot turned around and we start talking at one point you just start looking at me like there's something wrong and i oh you're looking behind me turn around and it's just a bunch of uh what i believe the vernacular is milfs on the screen and i'm like there's an explanation for this i promise i have a reason you were in hindsight kind of like my roommate that just sort of hung out and just used my computer and did whatever and I do remember that because I didn't let a lot of people on my computer without asking first but like it was completely okay if you came into my room and sat down at my desk and just got on my computer like I did not care but no I do specifically remember that and I was like Greg what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) I was so grateful that you believed me because like that is that is a perfectly good albeit dumb it's a believable explanation and i was like i don't want to always have this of like oh yeah i'm such a little fucking deviant that like the conversation lulled so i just started looking at porn on your computer (laughs) like no i'm listening i can multitask 
Well, and I think that's like, it's interesting. I was talking to my mom on the phone maybe a week or two ago, and she was talking about how you were one of the few guys that was allowed in my room with the door shut. And I forgot about this, but apparently there was this one time, I guess you and I were talking about, I don't know, aliens or ghosts or the meaning of life. It was either that or us telling you about Pokemon. Or me talking about some boy I was obsessed with. I guess we were sitting in my room and it had gotten dark while we were talking and we were so into our conversation that neither of us got up to turn a light on. And my dad came upstairs and he comes up and my door is shut and it's pitch dark in my room. And apparently to hear my dad tell it, he's like, Steph, I just stood there. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to just open the door. I didn't know if I was interrupting something, but I didn't think so. (laughs) And I think finally he tapped on the door and you and I both were like, come in, like whatever. And he was standing there like, and you and I were on opposite sides of the room. Like, I think I was sitting on my bed and you were sitting on my desk chair and like, yeah, but my dad, I guess, was concerned. (laughs) He was was very trusting of me, which was nice. I, I think he recognized I had no game and he'd be like, no, he doesn't carry himself like a boy that's even thinking about getting any today. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw him cry earlier. He's a, no, he's not a threat. I do remember at one point, we were literally trying to see if we could, like, send psychic messages to each other, like, telepathically, and we turned the light off for that, you know, obviously to help. And just flicking the light on and off, and we're like, let's try with the light off, and then, like, and then just your dad being like, I mean, to be nosy, why did, why was the light going on and off, like, frequently and, like, we should just lie, because the truth is stupid. (laughs) We're doing drugs. That's what we should have said. Be like, oh, um, we weren't doing anything weird. We were just experimenting with party drugs. Yeah, that's, that's what we were doing. I was such a weird kid that I was constantly getting in trouble for stuff but I was always like my end game was like I was trying to find Pokemon cards or shit like that or like video games one of my fan favorite Christmas stories everyone likes to hear me tell was uh I was at just you know family gathering uh Christmas Eve is nighttime my one cousin who was three years younger than me he and I are in the bathroom with the light off and okay. I'm probably like 11 and he's a couple years younger than me. Unbeknownst to me, his dad, my uncle and my dad had realized we've gone a long time and realized we were in the bathroom together for like a long time. And uh, at one point just basically kicked the door down and scared the shit out of me and are like, what are you doing? We had been playing with, uh, he had just gotten for Christmas uh, a glow in the dark Star Wars toy. Yeah. Was like action, they're basically action figures, but the lightsabers lit up, playing with it in the dark, and they broke in the door. I don't even want to know what they were expecting to find, but the look of right. Christmas is ruined forever. We shouldn't do this anymore. We can't look at each two. Just seeing, oh, light up toys. Oh, it's the only dark place they could find. Oh, and then just to go from, like, you are in so much trouble to oh, carry on. Sorry for busting in the bathroom door. That very much checks out based on what I know about you, though. My parents also had a a habit of pushing me onto... They would want to be friends with or impress some other couple their age. So they would, like, set up a, oh, you're going to play with this kid. And I'd be like, 
I met him once. I don't want to play with him. They'd be like, well, too bad. I, you want to be uh, like deacons at his parents' church or some nonsense. I'm sure today there's weird kids still. I just don't play with them. But when we were kids, there were some weird kids. His family was, I cannot remember. There was some vague, like, there's some like offshoot Christian religion. I can't quite remember. Like Seventh-day Adventists or something. But they were super like pioneer old-timey. They heated their house with kerosene and stuff. This kid, Chris, who was like my age, my parents set me up with him. He would be like, we have toys we could play with. I'm probably like 11 at the time. He's like, I have toys we could play with. I'm like, okay, cool. What do you got? He's like, well, I have Legos and video games. I'm like, all right. This might not be a complete suck fest. And so he goes and gets his Legos. And he has probably 11 Legos. Not to big time anyone, but it's not enough for two people to play play with it's not enough to make like a shitty car and i'm like okay what he said video games and he goes he's like yeah i got a whole bunch of videos he goes and gets an nes and he gets and people who uh retro video game enthusiasts might be aware of some of these but there were a subset like a, a black market for unlicensed knockoff christian video games and they were bad but they would literally be like people would take an existing video game and basically reskin it, just change the graphics or like, you know, make a video game, not from the ground up, but from an existing popular game. So you'd literally get like one was like Mario two where Mario runs around, picks up vegetables. There's lots of like carrying in it. And the game was instead of progressing through levels, it was you played as Noah and would pick up animals and carry them back to the start, which was the arc. And he had like six games that were all that there were all uh these like christian knockoff games that weren't licensed and they were all terrible and they didn't like work well and so i'd be like okay maybe not never thought i'd hear myself say this but maybe legos and video games aren't the thing dude let's go outside and play and he goes oh great let me get my stuff he comes back with a gas mask a canister vacuum and a bunch of like basic toy guns and he says okay you be the polish jews and i'm gonna be the nazi yeah and the uh the vacuum was a gas tank and if you think he was being nice and letting me be the uh the cowboy and he be the indians no he was very controlling of the narrative of play and he would say okay see that creek over there if you get to the other side you're safe and I can't, I don't get you, but you have a broken leg. And so you have to limp and I'm going to chase you with this gas canister. So then, you know, flash forward to a, oh, do you have fun at Chris's house? Oh, you all have saddled me up with some weird kids. I am never going back to that kid's house again. That guy was weird. Then I went back like five more times. My parents are like, yeah, you're going. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And they're like, you're 11. Have fun, fucker. And, uh, Every time he'd say, you were right. Video games and Legos aren't fun. I'd be like, I never said that. And he'd be like, we're playing Jews. Mm-hmm. You need like an Avengers level team of therapists for something like that. I think you and I both came from weird families, but completely different flavors of weird. Your parents were like fun weird. They were like definitely like hippies or that's not quite the right word, but hippie adjacent at least. They were nice. My family was very uh, 
extremist Christians living in the woods and stuff. Yeah, was, this is uh, why we're in therapy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair. My kids are like, I wish I lived in the 90s. They were so much better than now. And I'm like, you're damn right. My kids who are currently obsessed with classic Power Rangers because I just give them 90s stuff. If you had to give yourself a title that does not have to do with your profession, what would it be? The goofy mom of the friend group outside of my profession. Like, even before I did this work, I I don't know, dude. I had, like, somebody would have a headache. I had Tylenol in my purse. Somebody was hungry. I had a freaking granola bar. Like, I had Band-Aids. Like, I've just, I think part of it is just anxiety-driven. That's how I manifest my <laughs> anxiety as an adult. I will oh, I totally, bake you some totally banana bread and give you a blanket and listen to your problems and give you a band-aid and tuck you into bed with a teddy bear. Like, that's so me. Yeah, when we were teenagers, mm -hmm. I literally would have to make sure I didn't just fall asleep at your house just because, like, at bedtime, just didn't leave and just, like, wake up the next morning and be like, oh, I, I don't actually live here. My mom actually said... That there was a time where I guess you fell asleep on my floor once and they just left you there. Like, I don't remember this, but my mom was like, <laughs> yeah, I came upstairs at like five or six in the morning. Greg's car was still there. And I come up to your room and he's like passed out on your floor with a blanket on him. And I'm like, that makes sense. I could believe that. I don't remember that, but it, it checks out. Oh, I do. Your mom said uh, I looked like I needed the rest. And I was like. That is very true, and mm -hmm. the nicest thing anyone said to me in a lot, like, yeah, that was really nice of her, but she was like, you look like you needed it. How do you feel about Tamagotchis? Oh my god. I fucking love a good Tamagotchi. I <laughs> remember very specifically seeing ads for it on TV and seeing like ads for it in magazines and just like wanting one so bad. It was so <laughs> weird, but that's how consumerism and marketing works. And it fucking worked. I wanted a Tamagotchi so bad. It actually got to the point where I think I paid one of my friends to let me borrow her Tamagotchi. So basically I paid her <laughs> To let me babysit her fucking virtual pet is what happened. I ended up with a Tamagotchi and then I ended up with, remember like the nano pets that were also yeah, in the virtual pet giga world? Pets, giga pets yeah. and stuff, yeah. Maybe it was a giga pet I had. I don't remember. I think I had, it was either a nano First. pet or a giga pet. Personally, I remember Gigapet being the ones I saw the most. That might have just been me, but Tamagotchis were hard to find. And, yes. Uh, I think the Gigapets kind of like did it second, so they made them like a little bigger and flashier, but they're also just easier to get, at least, yeah, at least in my perspective. Maybe just my friends had them, but. My favorite virtual pet was the Dinky Dino, and nobody remembers what the hell I'm talking about, but that one was the best. It had the coolest features on it. I'm going to, I'm going to look that up right now. Oh, no, it exists. I see it. It's cute. It's not a good name, but... No, no. It's no. Cute. It was really cute. It had all these really cool features. Like, there were more options and features than the Tamagotchi. I think it was very underrated, and nobody, nobody remembers this but me, I swear. I don't, but I look like the kind of person that would uh, be, like, three in the morning in a 
self-induced stupor just furiously bidding on one on ebay and then would like carry it around and use it until the battery died my personal favorite was i had the pikachu one that was also a pedometer it was you didn't take care of it quite as much but it was a pedometer so you would like give it electricity by taking it for walks with you and it made this hideously loud clicking that i found out uh you could like bounce it on your knee or like in your hand to get the pedometer steps but it made a very loud clicking which i found uh some people thought was distracting during church if you were a spice girl what would your name be back in the heyday of spice girls they added what you would be a seventh member a six i can't remember how many six yeah they added you what would your name be oh that's easy i'd be sparkly spice i love all the (laughs) glitter shiny shimmery things i would be all about that so they were called things like Sporty and Baby because they were like Sporty or the baby of the group. Why was the one called Scary? Was she like a Satanist or something? Like, did she do I... witchcraft? Not that I'm aware of. I think she had wild hair and one of her signature poses was like, she would make like a raw face and like put her hand out like claws and I don't oh, really know. So we'll we'll chalk that up to that was weird that one of them was named Scary Spice. Yeah, no, that wasn't a thing that you like missed out on the joke in your sheltered upbringing. What '90s fad were you into that, in hindsight, was super lame? The clothing of the '90s was very questionable. <laughs> okay, so it was all pretty fucking lame. I remember wearing like platform sandals and thinking that was cool. <laughs> And, oh my god, the inflatable fucking furniture. Why would you do that? Why? That's like sitting on an air mattress, but it's not comfortable. And they always looked really cool. But yeah. then, you they always popped. You'd always get holes in them. They would always deflate. They were never comfortable. But there was something about this freaking inflatable furniture that I loved. It was so dumb. Well, a lot of it was see-through. Like, that was cool. Like, it was usually clear, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It was cool looking, but it was dumb. For the listeners, I'm six foot four on a short day. I was pretty chubby at times when I was a kid. So I also got real tall, real young. And so other kids would be like, yeah, I have this inflatable chair. It's awesome. Sit in it. And I'd be like, I'm literally twice your size. They'd be like, no, go ahead, sit in it. I'd be like, no. So that was always kind of off limits to me. Uh, I remember seeing that and being like, that looks cool. But you break one person's novelty chair, you just say, no, I'd rather stand for the rest of your life. Just so you don't feel bad, I, I did have a brief relationship with Pogs. And even then, I was like, these are stupid. But <laughs> there's like always one cool one, like, Oh, when Nintendo Power had Mega Man X Pogs, I'm like, I guess Pogs aren't all bad. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Dragonair. That is the an answer the same person would give who said Sparkle Spice. <laughs> yep. Yep, I'm feeling a little called out. Do you personally still have any uh, interesting or weird 90s artifacts? Any relics, anything from when you were a kid or questionable ebay purchases i still own an unopened box of pokemon cereal so 
I got it when I was a kid and it was too cool to eat and then it expired and so it was too old to eat and still too cool to eat and I have it now and my whole family's confused by it and I'm like, hey, it's worth like $35 on eBay. I have talked myself out of buying Polly Pocket, vintage Polly Pocket, many times. They had the Mighty Max were the boy ones and the Polly Pocket were the girl ones. The Mighty Max ones were like, this little boy has to fight a snot monster and then like, it's like rotting gorilla corpses character. Then the Polly Pocket would have like a house and a car. And my parents would be like, oh no, he's going to be one of them and turn out gay. And I'd be like, oh, maybe I will. But also this boy one sucks and the girl one's awesome. Like, I don't fucking care. Girls can't just have dibs on everything pink. Nothing you have at the moment on hand particularly comes to mind for abstract 90s artifacts. I mean, I wouldn't call them abstract, but I bought the magazine specifically for this podcast. I mean, it's abstract oh, right. because I bought them, like, what, two years ago and we're just recording now, so... Without context, if I went to someone's house and saw a stack of 90s magazines, I would be a little... That would be a bit of a red flag. But I would ask and, like, oh, that's a perfectly good reason. A thing that I like from the 90s that's just an abstract, it's gone and the world's better for it, but I'm still fascinated by it. 90s personal ads like from newspapers or magazines what an absurd way to meet people and i think i was too young at the time to ever do that but i like read them and was curious and be like oh she sounds hot like if i weren't like 12 i'd probably respond but then i was married and old before like online dating became a thing so what would your uh, 90s personal ad be keeping in mind like you have a i'm not going to give you a word limit but like they would uh they used to be like instead of like like, uh, online dating where you'd be like catchy and funny they would just be like you know enjoys walks on beach no dogs smoker you know hideous bad face bad teeth like anything's okay you know what i mean like they'd be real they were so impersonal and they either were like no no one's gonna respond to that or they would just be like beautiful loves the beach loves everything good person what would your your 90s personal ad be 90s teenager Stephanie would put an ad out if you love shiny lip gloss and long walks through the mall and if you want me to look at you the way I look at AJ from the Backstreet Boys I'm your girl I was pretty two-dimensional back then (laughs) top three interests that you want people to know about you if they don't know you already that I want people to know oh jeez I love art visual art comic kind of pop art i guess i'm an artist myself a visual artist i love video games but i don't play any of the cool ones i mostly like old video games and like paranormal abstract unexplained love it i love it all i'm super interested i spend so much time every day reading about anything unexplained love ufos particularly I like conspiracy theories, but I feel like they've gotten boring lately. Like they're all like politics oriented, which they're they have merit. I'm more interested in like wild banana man from Saskatchewan County than I am like Pizzagate. You know, I I like conspiracy theories because even if they're wrong, it forces you to think about something boring in a new way. Tell me about the most interesting adventure you've ever been on. Oh Jesus, that's tough. Currently, I decided I was bored, so I packed up my two small kids and my wife and giant dog, and we've been traveling the country in an RV for over 
for six months and that's been absolutely absurd especially i've never traveled like at all and now i've traveled all literally went from east coast to west coast with really no plan i just said to my wife one day hey you know what we could do but probably shouldn't and then you know here i am it's really been a bizarre experience but i feel like it may not be the best story the most entertaining answer but i think that's probably it it's been absolutely bizarre what is something people get wrong about you often probably everything i don't feel like i'm good at explaining myself your life is a 90s teen movie what song is playing in the opening scene i want to say like tony braxton's unbreak my heart like that would be a really funny song to start a movie with especially about like a child i feel like that would unironically set the tone by just being off you know like i hate when a movie has the theme song or like the song at the climax that just tells you what to think i would start off with something a little confusing just to set you off you'd be like oh i like this song but it also kind of just set you off kilter who broke this like seven-year-old's heart in the first place i feel like my official my unofficial cutoff for the 90s is 9-11 because 2000 was kind of like extra 90s was starting to the future it was like this when a series has gone on too long and so it moves to space like it was getting to be the future and then after 9-11 nothing like everything stopped being fun that was my that's my unofficial demarcating line what do you miss the most about the 90s oh everything jesus Okay, so I, I still do a lot of 90s stuff. I collect old video games and blah, blah, blah. I like 90s media. I've been watching Power Rangers with my kids. But the stuff you can't get back is what I really miss. And I think that there's plenty to be said that, like, nostalgia blurs the lines up. But I feel like the world was just a little more innocent back then. I feel like people were nicer. The world was just a little more pleasant and casual back then. If you listen to, like, old-timey stuff from, like, the 40s, like, radio shows or, like, black-and-white movies, when you have that hideous level of casualness where, like, you know, oh, Leroy, take this nickel down to the butcher and give him a nickel for a side of beef. And, like, you're all, like, you can't just send, like, a little girl on, like, a two-day hike with, like, money to get a side of beef. And you're, like, you're not even refrigerating it. Like, you people aren't safe. And it makes me nervous to watch. So just like, like a little girl will just be like, I'll just hitchhike down to the movie film. And like, you can't just get in a strange man's car. And like, like it's creepy. And I feel like there's that cultural difference that almost a hundred years will give. But I feel like the nineties, basically just people get less and less trusting as they get more and more informed and stuff. And I feel like the nineties had a bit of a, uh, it wasn't that stupid old timey like a man's handshake is as good as any contract here son like fucking shake hands on a deal you dumb old movie people like that's bullshit but like you know what i'm saying like that's too much the 90s was kind of my sweet spot where i felt like things were easy but not stupid easy they were casual but not reckless i think it's really funny though because you were talking about that now like you know the kid would hitchhike to whatever and you and i got an uber not once but twice (laughs) (laughs) that was the only time i've ever been in an uber and i was so frightened (laughs) the person (laughs) to us the first time was like she was old and she just she was like eating spaghetti while driving and stuff and was not paying attention but i'm just like 
like do you ever as an adult get that pang of i'm gonna get yelled at when my parents <laughs> find out that was that no. of like oh how did you oh how did you get to the concert oh uh, someone drove us oh who i don't know and then i'm gonna get yelled at and again i'm a big scary man they definitely are I'm sure if I Ubered enough, some drivers would see me and say, he looks scary. I don't... But I'm yeah. the kind of person who sees an elderly Uber driver. I'm like, why would this freak pick me up? Like, this is weird. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't adapt to that well. But that's what I'm saying. In the 90s, so I, 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 would, I would have been driving early 2000s. I picked up a hitchhiker like twice. Like, I remember in the 90s seeing people hitchhike but it felt like you were like down on your luck or an emergency if you're hitchhiking, not like in the forties when you could just do it cause it was fun. Like it was a great way to meet people. So like, I feel like that was that sweet spot. Like I, I picked up a hitchhiker, I think two times and they were both, their car ran out of gas on the highway kind of thing. So like mm -hmm. there was that sweet spot of humanity of like looking out for people, but also I'm not just picking up people who are just thumbing it cause they got nothing better to do. To be fair, not all Uber experiences are like the one that you had. That was that was weird. I have used Uber a lot, even alone, like as a woman in DC and even in California and stuff. And it's really not that sketchy. <laughs> that was sketchy as hell. I felt bad that your first Uber was fucking weird. <laughs> like that was strange. I, like she seems like the I, person who like I don't know. I feel like she used to be a waitress and she'd ash her cigarette in your coffee at the diner kind of thing. <laughs> like. She just had that vibe about her. It was weird, dude. That's not how it all is, I promise. I'm pretty sure I bring it out of people, at least to some degree. But I felt like that one, I couldn't have, that couldn't have been my fault. I didn't, like, pick her out of a lineup. In the 90s or early 2000s, did you have a celebrity crush? Did you know what celebrities were in the early 90s, Greg? <laughs> not particularly. <laughs> no, I was a late bloomer for sure. I think honestly, because I, I played more like video games and comics as opposed to like, I don't think people are as inclined to get like crushes on uh, like pixelated characters and stuff. Like there was a level of disconnect, whereas like boy bands and stuff would be like, here's the song. You like the song. Well, this is AJ. He likes ice cream and his favorite dog is a beagle or whatever. And there were like people behind it. I feel like the media I consumed as a kid didn't have that as much. It was very uh, white men made this for boys to take in. And you didn't really want to see who was drawing your Spider-Man comic because they were not cool. So I think that probably that. I did not know her music, but I did think Britney Spears was pretty phenomenally hot. That CD cover where she's sitting in a way that just makes my 35-year-old body hurt. You know what I'm talking about? Where she's like, like her legs are like an M. Yeah. I remember seeing that in a store and being like, who is this? Oh my God. Oh my God. Look at <laughs> that is the hottest thing I've ever seen. Like, should I buy this album? I've never heard. And like, no, can I just like, where can I just get this picture? Yeah. Real early Britney Spears was arrestingly hot, like settingly hot to me, but I didn't even like know her music or anything. Just some hot girl with a CD that could sit in a weird way. So yeah, it does look very uncomfortable the way she was sitting. And I'm a pretty flexible person, and that looks uncomfortable. I know exactly what you mean. I will say probably subconsciously Misty from Pokemon influenced the way I expect women to treat me. Because as soon as a woman starts yelling at me and berating me and 
treating me like my dreams don't matter. I'm like, you seem like marriage material. <laughs> so Great. in hindsight, that probably well, it's because I'm the main character. I'm on an adventure. I'm Ash, and you don't pay attention to women, and they follow you around and tell you you're not good enough. It's pretty much been my experience with women, so that probably started. That was probably a little seed subconsciously planted. Armchair therapist myself. <laughs> if you, I'm gonna kind of. It's a little bit of a spin, almost on the Spice Girl question. If you were in a boy band, what would your boy band persona be? Because they all had personas. There was like the bad boy and like the pretty boy. And I feel like I probably would have been the bad boy. Even now, just because I'm so goddamn big. I am tall. I, yeah, I'm so intimidating. I always fall into that role. I couldn't pull off like the sensitive one. When you're six foot four and like look kind of like you might be a killer no one wants to see you cry and say oh he has feelings i feel like that checks out i actually have a picture of you from when your hair was really long back in the day and it's so funny because you say you're scary looking but i don't think that at all but i've known you for a long time but in that picture you do look kind of terrifying like you look like you're going to beat somebody up Oh, I can't use that Axe body spray anymore because it just mind transports me back to that time because I was totally that teenage boy who just used way too much of it. And now if I like use that exact scent, I'm just like, I should call up my ex-girlfriend from high school and see how she's been and also drive past the house I used to live in. And also like, it's such a mind fuck because you don't ever smell something like that anymore. Or like my first like actual dating girlfriend in high school just was the same just use way too much perfume and occasionally I'll smell it like now even still in an elderly woman and I'm like oh I just had a whole bunch of weird feelings that I was not <laughs> expecting to have so <laughs> oh I no I think I'm just I think I very much I think I very much associate like memory with scents mm-hmm. so I don't know I like I know everybody does but I think scent is one of my stronger memory senses i can remember the body spray i was wearing the first time i did anything like remotely sexual with a dude and it a lot of drama came out of that because that's how it goes and oh yeah 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 <laughs> i had throw to that perfume away that is not a memory you that's not no. a memory you want in a spray form no and there was so much drama <laughs> that happened after that so because it was it was high school and it was a bunch of drama I don't think they make it anymore. It's Gap Dream, and I think that they stopped making it. I'm kind of glad because now I can walk through the mall and not think about awkward encounters as a teenager with a guy. You can still buy it on Amazon. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally I'm good. Should. I was dating a girl in high school who I wasn't super serious with, but she was really like meeting my parents and stuff. And I went on a school five-day camping trip with her and her dad came along as a chaperone because i like my life to be awful at the time was probably the weirdest five days of my life but uh (laughs) at one point her dad was real like i don't know normal like quote-unquote manly and was real big into like he was the kind of guy that had no trouble being let's all get naked and take a shower together because we're men and none of us are gay so it's fine like one of those men who was just complete lack of any feminine side 
Mm, I don't know if that's okay. a thing you know about. There was locker room culture. You know, you can wear clothes in here too, right? And people are just like, <laughs> yeah. they'll be like full grown adults, but they're just like, where did you get such a big towel? Like, you are so shot. He was one of the kind that was just like, moment the locker room door, just us men, let's all get naked. And uh, I'm not, I'm kind of in the middle, but I didn't really, he was. He was so trying to like, what are your intentions with my daughter? And I'm like, I don't know. I think we're dating. She follows me everywhere. But uh, <laughs> but he kept being like, man, I wish I could get a shower. Us fellas need a shower. And he wouldn't stop talking about how we needed a shower after this like five day camping trip. And I'm thinking about that now as an adult and probably have someone packing through there and probably dodge some bullets. But uh, I remember at the very end of the camping trip, within direct earshot of this girl's dad a kid says wow today's the last day when i get home i cannot wait to take a good shower and i have act like an axe body spray in my bag with me and i pull it out and say oh i'm not gonna shower you don't need to i just use body spray just to piss off this girl's dad and i dated her for like seven more months and he mentioned that like i remember her being like like months later being like my dad doesn't like you and be like, yeah i noticed and like why doesn't he like me he says, like, he says you have a problem with showers. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, to be fair, I might have kind of egged him on about that. But also <laughs> your dad was weird about, like, let's all take a shower. Yeah, dodged a bullet on that whole family. Wow, I'm unpacking a bunch of stuff thinking about that. Like, her brother walked around naked outside in their suburban neighborhood way more than is appropriate, which is zero. It was so annoying because, okay, she was, like, part of my friend group. Like, we were friends. I wasn't, like, romantic towards her. But she was like, I'm in love with you. We should date. And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing anything at the moment and don't want to say no. So we dated for, like, nine months. She was kind of weird and awkward like me. We were both homeschool kids that had just started going to high school. Her brother's, like, the hottest, most popular boy in high school. And, like, girls all the time would be like, you're so lucky you're dating her. That's a weird thing for you to say. Oh, because I get to hang out with her brother. So, like, we kind of became sort of friends because of that. Mm. And he was so charming and so smooth at school. And you go hang out at their house. And he was so fucking weird. One time you walk in, you're just like, oh, what's up, oh, what's up man? I didn't know you were coming over. Oh, I'd hope so, because you're naked putting a bunch <laughs> of sneakers into your dryer. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Stop. Or, like, one time her and I are like, hey it's getting late i gotta get going soon but let's you know let's go for a walk and we'll go down by the the train yard with all the abandoned trains and you know i had my first kiss in an abandoned train and it was actually pretty cool it was like this cool like it wasn't like creepy abandoned there were a bunch of unused trains by this one part it was a pretty cool spot real like middle suburban america and like we had our first kiss and it was fucking cool and then like the next time i'm over there she's like you want to go back to the trains i'm like hell yeah do let's go and then her brother is like I'm coming too. And I expect her to just be like, no, you're not. And she's like, oh, cool. Well, I drastically misunderstood this situation in one direction or another. So he's just walking with us and he's like, is it me or is it hot out? And I'm like, it's you. It's not hot. It's like eight o'clock at night. And he just takes his shirt off. And I'm like, Weirdo. He takes his pants off, just gets naked and just walking what? around like downtown. And, and uh, he like, he's like, oh, I want to go by the creek and like runs ahead of us. I feel like, as I'm saying this, it sounds like he was a little kid. He was a year younger than us. Like, he was 16. We were 17. <laughs> and and I'd be like, do, who do we call, like, a 
the police a priest and she's like oh boys will be boys and i'm like no yeah true yeah boys will be boys. what is that that he's being like that's super weird your first kiss story is way better than mine i'm jealous mine was in my friend's driveway it was awkward it really wasn't that exciting <laughs> probably more accurate to describe it as we like like a cheers where you clink your glass and we just like clinked our teeth together like was, I guess everyone's is probably awkward. It wasn't, uh, it was not cinematic, but it was better than the next time when her brother came along and <laughs> all that happened. 